0: Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips brought to you by the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast. I'm running host tonight, I'm Bobby McCready and I got a couple of the, I reckon these guys are like familiars now. I mean you you definitely have heard their voices a million times, a couple times here and there. And we're talking about some things that we all love to do here. Uh, It's just a couple days after Christmas and we thought, hey let's jump on and give a little tips episode about some things that we've been doing that have... uh, Worked for us in the waterfowl upland side of of hunting here. So without further ado, let me introduce our two stars of tonight. Frank, who's been really tired because he just did his first day of, of Modi tonight. So he's he's definitely feeling tired, but amped up like a rat on crack. So a city rat on crack. What's going on, Frank? How are you, man?
1: Good, man. What's going on? You know, good to be here. Modi was awesome. I, I loved it. Not a city rat on crack, though. Just rat on crack.
0: Just around. Yeah, you're not in the city, but, you know, I got to say, I wasn't even going to try to pronounce your uh, last name on that one, man, because I always butcher it. So, well, I'll learn it. I'll practice it all. Fair a little bit
1: here. It's good to be here again.
0: Yeah. And, and then, of course, from our, our our brother out west here, we got the one and only Tyler slaying, killing everything that walks Jensen here
2: what's up fellas every time you're asking like hey do you know how to kill this i'm like yep i'll jump on the podcast i've killed it let's do
0: it it's like it's just a shorter list of what you haven't you done this year it's really is (laughs) i think every podcast like tuesday tips of like hey
2: western or deer hunting whatever the hell it is it's like hey have you ever killed that like oh yeah let's let's get on the podcast we can talk some bullshit (laughs)
0: We gotta get somebody from like Florida that's done iguana blow dart in it and just get them on because I know you haven't done that yet. So this way we can do like, hey, something Tyler hasn't done yet.
1: Yeah. If you want, no. I could probably make that happen. I got a buddy down in Florida. Let's do it. I'm done I'm, I'm in. Oh,
0: fuck. Next, Next was that. <laughs> He's already gonna have it on his story in no time. But anyway, we're to- like I said, we're talking waterfowl, we're talking upland, we're talking some things that work with us here. Um we've been we've been slacking on our what did we call it? Our four legged our four legged pals or we had a we had a ring for a couple of the four-legged other four legged hunter, I,
1: I think. Something like that. Yeah, I think
0: that's what it was, yeah. And I, I think we've been slacking really hard on it. So we wanted to come up here and, you know, we've been neglecting our upland and waterfowl side. So without further ado, let me give it to uh Frank to kick us off here with his first tip tonight.
1: All right, well, so let's start with With waterfowl season. At least I know where I'm at. We're like knee deep in waterfowl season. Not so much me because life and I've been trying to chase deer. But that's going to probably end tomorrow. Let's start with calling. So I've I've always hunted with guys who like just want to call all day long. Whether you see a bird or not. Don't do that. All right. It's just not going to work. So I was always taught you want to call at tips and tails. Meaning if you're seeing wingtips and tail feathers. Right. If the bird is coming at you, shut up. Stop calling. Odds are it's going to come right into the spread. And if you're calling like a maniac, it's going to pinpoint you and it's going to flare. I've seen it a million times. So that's my simple, simple tip that I bet you, you will kill a lot more ducks, even geese, if you follow it.
2: I can attest to that this weekend. Yeah, this weekend we did that. Uh, we had some geese come in and it's been like one of the first couple shoots that I've been on this year. So uh I get excited you know the dogs are excited i'm excited we're sitting in layout blinds and calling 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 you see this geese out and the, they see it like like you said if they're my calling is mainly just for them to be like oh there's decoys like there they are and then if, if they want to be in the decoys they're going to be in the decoys it doesn't matter if you're the creme de la creme of goose calling or, or duck calling if they do not want to be in that field or in that feeder pond they're not coming it doesn't matter so um like i said we just I called a little too bit and those those geese were like, nah, that looks dangerous down there. We ain't going down there. So, uh, and then later in the afternoon, we're like, we'd get to a point where it's like, okay, they're about 200 yards out. We'd shut up. And then as soon as we got quiet, they would just cup up and just dive bomb right into these decoys. And they're just like, oh, that's easy.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's pretty wild is that, like, if, you, if you're on the X, like, if they want to be there, like, they're going to show up whether you, you call or not. Obviously, calling's going to help. But, like, I feel like sometimes with geese, maybe I'm wrong, maybe just they're stupid w- where I'm at, is it a, a lot more, like, forgiveness, though, with geese because sometimes, you know how they'll make those the big circles and then they'll kind of get tighter and get tighter. I feel like during the, the first one or two passes, you can kind of give a couple extra calls, and then once – you kind of see them, kind of like, kind of like you know, stuttering. I guess. Then it's like, shut up, and then they're coming in. But I, yeah, mean, I can't. Dude, I can't tell you honestly how many times we've had geese kind of do that, like seven forty-seven tilt, right, and then drop their feet and just be like, nope, and just go. And I'm like, what? What the fuck happened?
2: Yeah, we called too much, dude. It's it does suck. It's like, god damn it, dude. They were right there.
1: Nope. Yep. Yeah, it's a shame. Then the dogs get all mad and stare at you funny.
0: Oh, they definitely
2: Dude, my, my dog will let you know you suck. If there's geese that fly by, if, she's, she, if we don't shoot, she'll get out of her blind and be like, yo, what the fuck are we doing out here? Like, y'all are yeah. cool, but I come out here to hang out in the cold so you guys could just watch geese fly by.
0: Yeah, so, the disapproval dogs give you on um, when you miss or anything like that is absolutely insane. Like, I'm cool with my buddy making fun of me, but when my dog like looks at me like, if he could say shit, he definitely would say some shit to me. That's upsetting. It
1: hurts my feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dogs right now are, are are very mad at me, which is why today I was like, I'm just going to grass the blind until we can start going out. So, she's just been yeah. like going outside and running around in circles, so staring at me.
0: How was that? How would you grass your blind up? Would you get get ready? So I just use grass
1: mats because I don't I don't have time to go like cutting grass anymore because I have kids now. So. You know, time is short, but, uh, you know, luckily through through Tangle Free, I, uh, I'm uh, able to get some uh, some additional grass mats. So I think today I threw like 12 on the boat. Just real quick, I knocked it out in like an hour and a half. No clue how. But oh, cool. uh, Maybe it was their
0: pre-workout.
1: No, believe it or not, it was actually before pre-workout. Oh. If I would seen a pre-workout, 45 minutes flat, I'd be done. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Count that as your cardio. That's awesome, man. It looked good. I saw the picture. I was like, damn, yeah, man. Bang that out real quick.
1: Well, come on down, man. Let's go.
0: I, and actually, it'd be a come on up. I'm south of you.
1: <laughs> All right. Whatever. Come yeah. on. Come on up then.
0: Yeah, I will. I, I will. We, we'll get some done. That's awesome, man. That's good shit right there. Tyler, what do you got for us today, man?
2: Well, since we're talking about blinds, uh, just one tactic that I do is like before I go out with goose hunting, you kind of scout fields, right? Like, you don't just go sit in a field and go hope for the best. So you kind of know where you're going to go. I look at what, if we're hunting layout blinds, I look at kind of where the geese are at. So, you know, what we've seen a lot, uh, down here in the Bitterroot is that the like, geese won't hang out by, uh, like irrigation ditches. So more or less, they're going to be in the middle of the field. So then I look at the field and I go, okay, what are we, what do we have out there to hide it? Or what, what am I going to brush up with? Um, so, I like, like even before I go out, I'll go and grab like any kind of swale grass or kind of bullshit around the house and just make my blind look like a tufter grass, right? And then I will finish it with what's around me and in the field. So, if like we're hunting a cut down alfalfa field or a bean field, or whatever, then I'll kind of like put the finishing touches on my blind with that. And if it's snowing out, what we've done is we've just taken some like really cheap, uh, like Walmart brand. Uh, white sheets like uh, bedding sheets and just tie them on over your blind and just mimic snow there are times you're hunting out in the snow so i mean like if you have a big field that's all white and then you have four brown tufts of whatever and a bunch of decoys the geese are like nah something fishy we're not coming down there so um yeah my tip is just you know i i do pre- Pre-build my layout lines with whatever I have around the house. Um, I got a, a decent field out back, so I just grab a bunch of like old hay-looking stuff and make it kind of textured. And then whatever I'm hunting the next day, I'll just grab kind of around me and stuff it through.
0: It's like it's like arts and crafts, right? Women say it's- we don't have like a soft side. <laughs> we arts and crafts all the time.
2: It's the worst when you like put it together and it's you're like, damn, dude, that's a beautiful blind. I can't even yeah. see my blind right now and I built it. That thing's sick.
0: You know, you know what's so funny is I, I actually went to Hobby Lobby with my wife like, I think it was like a month ago. And I'm like, I hate this store. I don't want to be here. I don't want to deal with this shit anymore. Like I can't stand it. And then all of a sudden I got to like the fake grass section and everything. I'm like, that would look dope around one of my freaking shoulder mounts. And then I'm sitting here filling a cart with like all these little like like I have like oatmeal grass and all kinds of shit. I'm like, this is great, man. I'm arts and crafting. I had a bigger cart than her, leaving a freaking arts and crafts. Store. I'm like, I'm not proud of it, but it looks well, good, I'm man.
1: I'm going to Michaels or whatever. It's up. I got here tomorrow.
0: Yeah, there you go. See, like we, they they tell us we don't arts and crafts. We do plenty of that shit. Look at us. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's gonna be a problem when you're like, babe. Uh, I don't want to go to the bar tonight. Do you want to go to Hobby Lobby? Can we go do that? Yeah. She's just like. I want a divorce. Get
1: out of my house.
0: (laughs) Listen, for my birthday this year, I want a Hobby Lobby gift card. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) That's great.
1: It seems like you guys, though, are a bit more planned. Like, most of the fields that, like, we hunt up north for for geese, they're, like, pretty bare. Obviously, early season, they're, like, you know, quasi-green. But uh, usually it's all just, you know, cut corn. So it's, like, really, really short rows, a lot of dirt. And we kind of just go in. You know, like like 4 a.m., we just kind of scrounge around, whatever's there. Sometimes the farmers will actually, like, leave us some cut stuff on the side. um, Or we'll go to, like, a neighboring field, you know, obviously speak to the the farmer first and, you know, cut down. But honestly, I like to kind of, like, if there's a a cut field, I like to find, like, a little of, like, a natural bush that's just there. That, like, for some reason, they don't cut it. And I kind of just, like, tuck in there. So I don't, I don't silhouette myself and I'll kind of like grasp myself up a little bit.
2: Yeah, that too. Like if you know you're hunting fields and it, and it kind of sucks, if you know your hunting fields, like corn fields that aren't, that are pretty bare or just, you know, for some reason geese are in this field, like a, any kind of grain field, you can hunt, uh, they're called socks and basically they're like. They're, they look like socks and they're just, they look like little geese and you stick them into the ground. Uh, you can put those all around you. And what we've done in times where we're like, dang, it's kind of sparse on things or materials that we can get on the blind. We will just pack around the blind, like tons of decoys. I mean, it's 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 tough because if you only have like, you know, a dozen decoys, like it's not really going to work. But, you know, I have, I personally have five dozen Decoys. My buddy's got another ten dozen. So if we go out and do one of these big shoots, we're not too worried about uh what's what the field has to offer for brushing up. Because we're like, oh, if it doesn't work, then we'll just pack decoys around us, and it'll you know the geese will not
0: even
1: care. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, I like the the socks are pretty cool too. Sometimes we'll, we'll throw in a couple of the like you know Bigfoots kind of like on the side as like a attention getter.
2: Yeah, throw those big body, dude. I stopped hunting bigfoot decoys. I just run the dive bomb silhouettes, and they're so sick. They're I put five dozen in one bag. My girlfriend can carry the bag. I'm about to buy another five dozen. They're cheap, and those geese see those, and they're just like through the name. They just dive bomb into these decoys, and it's just it's a massacre. It is so much fun. It's
0: awesome. It's a massacre. It's so much fun. That's going to be the name of this episode now. Montana
2: <laughs> Massacre. Dude, it's so crazy because like – and I didn't know this and I learned this this past weekend. Um What was happening a lot is that we would have a group of geese come in, a flock come in. uh We'd shoot three or four, five, whatever it may be. And then, you know, my dog is out getting and retrieving and these geese are circling back around and they're trying to come back into this. I mean, they they didn't even go out of the out, outer skirts of the field. They're doing a big circle. And I was talking to a buddy of mine. I'm like, why do they do that? And they go, they don't necessarily know they're getting shot at. He goes, they went to come to this field and then all of a sudden they lost a couple. They think they may possibly landed. So these geese are like, oh, there's still geese down there. Let me just land back in there. And so we were literally like, Okay, you shoot three shells. Dogs out there, and I have a black lab, so like it kind of helps that she like looks like a goose in some parts. But next thing you know, the flock again is coming right over us, and I was like, "Well, this is easy." Bang, 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 and drop like six, seven more. I'm like, what is happening right now? This is so sick.
1: It's That's raining all. geese. What's your thoughts, Tyler and Bobby? So I know that, like some people don't agree with this, but like we always let like the first group. If it's like a triple or like a quad, land. Especially if we see like other other groups circling around, we'll let a couple just land. So now we have live decoys that are kind of like milling around, kind of like feeding. And then it usually just brings more. And then we shoot those ones coming down. And as they lift back up, we shoot them also.
2: <laughs> yeah, it depends. Uh, it really depends on how the morning is gone. Like there's been mornings where we have a great spread and I think we're pretty tucked in. For some reason, we just can't pull down those big flocks. Don't know what it is. And then, you know, we get the threes, the three packs, and the, you know, the 12 packs, but those big flocks of like 200 that are flying over, they won't, they'll look. You can watch geese, like if you're watching them while calling, they'll, you can see their head deliberately, like look down.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can see them kind of like,
2: yeah, and they're like, oh, what's going on down there? But for some reason, if that lead goose, like, doesn't want anything to do with it, you're not getting them down. But, um, we're pretty confident that, like, throughout the day, we're going to get more than enough groups of anywhere three to 15 ducks in, like, little pods or geese that we don't necessarily need to wait for, like, oh, if those three came down. We got to wait for the group of 20. Like, we have an ample amount of things to shoot at throughout the day. So we're like, fuck it. First group. If they come into the decoys, shoot them. Unless they're, like, super close. Like, if three land and there's, like, a group that is cupped up coming in and we're not working them anymore then we'll just be like all right hold up and again that tactic also only works if your dog knows how to stay in the blind because i know i've hunted over guys dogs where, like a goose or a duck will land and the dog is just gone like headed towards that duck and then you don't kill anything so you've got to be cognizant of that
1: yeah no absolutely i mean i've seen dogs you know uh do the same thing especially if they're young it's like their first season hunting, or first, you know, two seasons. I always tell people, don't be afraid. Like your dog's first season, especially you know doing doing geese in a field. Stake him out on a tie out, you know, let him sit there. So even if he if he tries to go, he can't go, and it's just a clip, boom, and he's gone. You know, yeah. he'll learn real fast.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like Tyler said, it all depends on, I guess, like how the mornings go in, and there's so many different circumstances, I guess, that you we really have to look into that um, so i'm gonna change the topic comp- well not completely but i'm gonna go from water fields to my passion which is upland so yeah. i'm gonna talk my my <laughs> whoa <damn>. <laughs> sorry sorry, <laughs> sorry. I got excited. just, just calling me out right away didn't even get the word upland out yet so i'm gonna talk about my passion which is upland because with three german short hairs and you know it's just one of my things that i feel like I'm pretty good at over here. This is probably the only thing I'm good at right now, especially not Whitetail. So uh yeah. Well we're gonna touch subject right now. So my tip is, you know, with upland hunting, I feel like it's one of the easiest to get involved with right away if you're first learning how to get hunting. So let's think about this. You need a shotgun, a box of shells, a hunting license, and a little bit of orange. And you're good. You don't need camo, you don't need sickka, you don't need You know anything crazy? You you need to just walk a field, and you're pretty much set. Uh, Which brings me to my tip: if you're, you know, if you haven't been upland hunting or you have been upland hunting, uh, I'm going to gear this one towards not having a dog because a lot of people that, you know, upland hunt still don't have dogs, and you can do it without a dog. You don't need to have the best breeds out there. You don't need to have the greatest dogs going. What you want to do is when you're walking a field and I'll I'll admit it. I've done it. We all do it. We're lazy by nature and you're going to see some thick cover. And your first thing you're going to do is you're going to be like, "Ah, let's walk left of it or right of it. You want to walk right through that fucking cover. You want, if it's the thicker stuff, don't walk around it. Don't, don't, you know, detour around it because just because it's, it's a little bit thicker cover and it makes you, you know, brings you out of your comfort zone. That's probably where your birds are hiding. It is inside that thick cover. So you want to make sure you're hitting that cover using any, any logic that you can, do you want to get inside that cover and, you know, you'll probably kick up a bird or two or if you're doing quail, you know, have a covey hiding out in there. That's usually where you're going to find some of them thicker things.
1: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I agree with that. And, and I mean, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I cut my teeth on waterfowl, you know, obviously I have lads, but the past five or so years, like I've kids. So like, you know, sometimes, you know, You know, pulling a boat, launching a boat, motoring, setting up—it's a whole production, right? So I started getting a lot more into upland, and I mean, I cross-train my dogs to do do everything. So you know, upland's quick. You know, I can drive to the field a half an hour, hunt for hour, shoot a bird or two, and come home, right? So like, I'm a lately I've been gravitating more towards upland, and like, listen, the the dogs love hunting more than sitting there freezing. Their ass off, right? So, like, for me, I've labs, so so I'm big on like whistle sitting. So, like, when they flush, I I'll whistle. She'll sit until I shoot it. I say scout or Molly, and you know to go out and get it. So, my tip, especially for for coming from the other spectrum from a guy who's got labs, so they're flushing dogs, is. Watch your dog for tells, right? So every dog is going to have its tail while it's quartering and while it's hunting. So my dogs, when it comes t- to pheasant, there's this, this telltale tail tell, tell flick, right? It's like a it's like a wag flick, a wag flick. And when, oh, yeah. And when they're hot on a bird, it's faster. She goes nose down, and she's like zooming, right? And then, so, you know, bird flushes, whistle, boom. She sits, I shoot it, and gone, right? And then... So that's my big tip is if you're on the other side and you have flushing dogs as opposed to like pointers, which are going to stop, right? Well, they're supposed to stop. Um, Watch your dogs tell. And don't shoot a low bird, treetops.
0: Oh, yeah. I have a rule. If you hunt with me and my dogs are there, I always say look dead ahead and you have to break your neck. So that means you have to look up at least a little bit in order to shoot. If you're looking straight, you're not shooting. Like, you're going to shoot my dog, and I'm going to shoot you. No one's going yep. home. It's not It's not going to be a good time. So you yep. have to break your neck and look up, when you're, especially yep. if you're hunting over my dog.
1: Yep, I have two yeah. rules. Well, three rules. One, I'm the handler, so shut up. And two, don't shoot until you see treetops. And three, don't shoot, a, don't shoot a bird on the ground. I don't care if my dog is 40 yards to the right and that the bird's in front of you. Do not shoot a bird on the ground. Grab with your hand or step on it. That's it otherwise the hunt's Dude, over
2: i'm the same way and i think that goes for everybody who has dogs like yes there are working dogs <clears throat> but these are my children like i love these dogs more than i love most humans so that's like always every time i go out in the blind and all my buddies go, come out with me we all hunt we're all all hunt together all the time i say i have two rules I direct Millie because she understands what I'm saying and I know the commands. I don't need somebody to be like Millie over here, Millie over here. Like she doesn't she will get the bird. Don't worry, we'll get it. I will direct her. And I don't want to confuse her out there. And two, if you shoot my dog, you will not leave this field alive. And so yep. I just tell them that straight up. Because like I'm not dealing with somebody I had one instance one time in a duck blind where my dog was swimming out to a wounded duck and it was sw- the duck was swimming away. And my idea is if we lose a duck, we lose a duck, dude. We lose a goose, we lose a goose. It's a fucking goose and a duck. Like I'm not worried about it. If you shoot my dog trying to get that duck and I lose a dog, now we have some real big problems. So everybody knows that like I'm in command of the dog and if the goose or anything is anywhere near the dog and it's running away, you don't shoot it shoot everything in the sky. It's it's And it's a very simple rule. And you'd think everybody would abide yeah. by it, but I've hunted with some people who are just like, oh my God, I have to kill, have to kill, have to kill. It's like, Dude, yep. it's, a, it's a goose. It's a duck. Like, I don't care for them that much. Don't get me wrong. If I kill one, I eat it and do whatever. But like, I, there's been multiple times where everybody's like, oh, a goose is running away. And I'm like, don't worry. Millie will get it. And we pick up all the other goose. And I like walk over to the edge of decoys. And I just sit her between my legs. and I'm like, get your goose. And she just dead run and you're just chasing this goose down like 250 yards from where the decoys are at and she
1: gets it and i'm like see dude it, it's not going anywhere we got it don't worry yep i ha- actually had two two similar instances one was duck hunting where my dog was you know in the water and someone shot with my dog in the water That that's like a big no-no i said give me your gun i put it on the side i'm like you're done for the fucking day what I'm like, you're done for the day. If not, you can swim home. And then I had the same thing with Upland. One of my buddies came out uh, and like he was newer and uh, he shot a bird on the ground. And like I was like, give me your gun, go sit down. He said, what do you mean? I'm like, mm, you're done. Sit in the truck. That was it. And, and like he was like dumbfounded. And I'm like, that's my rule. I said I gave you simple rules. You can't follow them. You're done. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah.
2: I can't. I can't do that shit.
0: Nah. I feel like I'm going to start packing a taser every time I hunt. So this way, if someone does something stupid like that, I'm just going to tase them right away and just be like, "Yep, there you go, man." Quicker I
1: carry, you know, I carry my off-duty when I hunt. Oh yeah,
0: I'm from New Jersey. We can't do shit like that.
1: Yeah, but yeah, but yet yeah, you can bait deer though. You can't carry, deer, you can bait deer. Don't we
0: can, Don't worry, we're going to lose that real soon. You'll see. Just like, I, I give it one more year. You're out
2: there, and you're like, oh, it's just corn. It's like Krispy Kreme donuts, fucking Dunkin' Donuts. You're like, oh, we're just, I don't know. If a squirrel comes here, we're going to get him. Yeah, we're getting that squirrel. Get
0: that squirrel. (laughs) Yeah. That's good shit, man. I mean, I feel like we got some points across here on some tips. We were a little all over the place, but that's all right. That's what it's like, you know, in the upland waterfowl world. We
1: kind of hit it, right? I mean, you wanted to talk about, like, waterfowl and then kind of bridge the gap into upland. I think that we covered it.
0: I think you did a great job. So,
2: there's so much so we can talk much. about for each side. Like,
1: well, yeah, I mean, I anybody, think that spent hours you, on.
2: Yeah, even if you split ducks and geese, you can talk about those True. two differences. And then it's like waterfowl. Like, or, uh, there's pheasants, chucker, woodcock, quail. You know, it's it's everything. Yeah. Um, one other quick tip: uh, if you're hunting really cold fields, if you know that the temperatures are going to be like cold Uh, you know when you're blowing through a duck call or a goose call like you have precipitation and like um, it's going to get into your call and those reeds are very flimsy so what I do normally what will happen is that you'll forget and you'll leave your goose call on your lanyard and it'll be out in the snow or in the weather and then you go to blow it again and you can't get it so just a quick little tip like if you're blowing a goose call or a duck call and you're like oh shit that's going to tuck it inside your jacket that warmth of your jacket will keep your goose call open and so that way. If you're like, oh shit, here comes some more geese or ducks, you can grab it real quick and goose call. I don't know how many times I've screwed up <laughs> some big flocks by being like, I can't, this damn thing is frozen shut, and then it blows loose and it's like, Wah! I'm like, damn it, that's not what I wanted to do. <laughs> I
0: need that on video. I need I need that that recorded that sound that uh, that you did there.
2: You could it could be your new ringtone.
0: <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Well, yeah, just need you to blow on it for me, warm it up.
2: I was always told to never put small things in my mouth. (laughs) Only big things.
0: I just just don't like when things get in between my teeth. Ah, Lovely. That's real nice. (laughs) nice. So I got to say, since we we brought up a great point, is there's so much that we can talk about. I mean, we can literally talk for hours on every... Like, we could talk literally a bunch of full-length episodes just on Chucker. Like, it's fucking amazing how much a different size there is. So I'm going to put out a challenge out there. So anybody that's listening to this episode, when it airs shoot either myself or one of these fine gentlemen or the, uh, hunt, lift Eat podcast page, a question that you might have for waterfowl or hunting or, you know, like, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about getting into it and this is what I had, you know, is there anything that we can do? And we will, we'll talk about it on here. We'll talk about it, you know, on the podcast. We'll make sure we cover that point and, Let's get topics coming in on certain things that you're looking for. And this way we can cover what you actually need to need to know about it. You know, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I am not a very good waterfowl hunter. And the main reason is I can't determine what kind of duck is like flying by. And then I, I think I'm going to hit the wrong duck. And then, hey, look, now I'm in a federal prison because that's a federally protected duck or something like that.
1: So <laughs> okay. there's, I mean, there's no things like look, that. that. You look, listen. If anyone tells you that they've never shot the wrong duck, they're full of shit and they're lying, it's gonna happen. You know, I mean, take take your your waterfowl ID course, right? There's a there's a Ducks Unlimited app on your phone where you can literally has a section for waterfowl ID. Learn it before you go out, not while you're out there, right? Every now and then you, you can have a flock of like mixed things coming in. Sure, it, it it does happen, whatever, but don't don't look for it, you know what I'm saying? Like learn your yeah. ducks. It's not that hard, Bobby. I'll help you out, buddy. It's all right.
0: I appreciate that's gonna be my. I'm gonna message you my question for that. So we can cover that next time. Hopefully <laughs> identifying true. them. You're not gonna see like buffleheads
2: and mallards flying together. Like I can promise oh. you that. Like it's just not a thing. Like yeah, you'll get like some yeah, you know? mallards or like a couple spoonbill and like I don't know something silly, but like when you you know you, like when mallards are coming in and they start getting close, you're like oh, and you can start telling by the way they fly. And when they get close enough, you're like, oh, that's a green head. Like, that's a green head. That's a hen! That's a green head. Like, it, you, get, you get to that point. You just don't do it enough. That's I will say okay that, issue.
1: that. So, like, I mean, I know that every region is different, but we have broadbills down here, and uh, I love hunting them because they decoy just like mallards, except they obviously come in in giant rafts. If you see a giant rafts, they're not mallards. They're not mallards. They're probably broadbills. They but don't get enough. Hunt. If the church, I'm these questions. the broadbills
2: will fall, dude. I don't care if it's a duck. I like to shoot at it. It's
1: fun. I'm the same way, dude. I'll shoot. I'll shoot like mergansers, man. I have, I have eight, many of mergansers. So one of my, was, Hey, have you checked the uh, D.C. website? And I'm like, no, nah, why? They're like, uh, you're only supposed to eat one a year. I'm like, well, I'm good for the next twenty years, folks. <laughs> that's bacon I'm uh, speaking.
2: Right.
1: That's crazy. I'll let well, that's you awesome. Have all my
2: mergansers, you can have them. What's that? So you can have all my mergansers.
1: my way. I mean, now I use them for like training birds. Now, but listen, I, I'm not ashamed, man. I've eaten many, many a uh, a hoodie merganser. They're
0: all right. We, we won't hold that over your head. It's fine. But nice. that's, that's that's good stuff, boys. I think uh, I think now's probably a good time to like wrap it up and then get these messages in and kind of see where we're going to steer us in our next couple episodes. I'm pretty excited about, because I think we got a lot to talk about. And I think our listeners are going to have a lot of great questions for us. And, you know, I think we got some between the whole team here. We have a whole bunch of knowledge that we can get these questions answered. And, you know, some topics brought up. So, uh, let's, uh, make sure people know where to message us and find us on Instagram. Uh, Tyler, where can people, where can folks find you on Instagram? Uh,
2: my IG is big sky underscore tie. And again, if you message me asking me simple questions like, Hey, I'm hunting this field. What would you do? Or I'm hunting this type of water. What would you do? Uh, I'm, I'm down. I mean, I will do my best to help you out. I want to see people out there, you know, doing things safe, having fun, getting dogs on birds. I want to see that. Like that's, it makes me happy. That's what I want my IG to be filled with. Like, oh, I shot a shot two mallards today with my dog. Like that's, I don't care if you shoot limits or if you shoot one solo goose or duck. Like, if you need help trying to figure out decoys or you know layout blinds types, cheap to expensive, let me know. I mean, I have some pretty good knowledge on waterfowl stuff, so hit me up at Big Sky underscore tie.
0: Definitely, I'll be hitting you
2: up too. Cause
0: I just just love love your page. You kill everything. You're so. you're blocked,
2: dude. You're Not, unrestricted. I,
0: I was wondering what was <laughs> going on there. <laughs> And Frank, where can folks find you on uh, Instagram there, man?
1: Uh, Instagram, you can find me at Dogs underscore and underscore barbells. And, you know, same as Tyler, man, I, I, I love getting DMs about questions about, hey, man, like I have a young dog. Like, you know, how do I get started? Or where do I go? Hey, I'm looking to get into to upland hunting or running, you know, HRC hunt tests or, or field trials. Man, I absolutely love Getting tagged, I love you know getting questions, and I will more than happy answer any question. Man, I'll jump on a video call and we'll chat. I had this one kid last year, a young guy Tyler, was like, "Hey man, I I love your page. Like, I I just got a puppy. Like, where do I start?" And I literally sent him like paragraphs. I'm like, "All right, do this, do that." It was awesome. You know, I like helping out people, especially if you're new. Listen, we've all started out somewhere, and someone like me. I didn't grow up hunting. I just kind of picked it up and ran with it. So hit me up.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I- I'm sure lots of folks are gonna, you know, find a mentor in you guys, and we can definitely uh, get those questions. And of course, you can message the uh, at the Hunt Lift Eat podcast page. You'll either get myself or Carter message you back, or if you wanted to message my personal page is Bobby underscore Light L I T E E, and uh, we'll be sure to help you guys out, steer you in the right direction, or at least get some questions uh, answered on air for you here and. We'll, we'll shoot you the episode numbers this way we can get that all taken care of as always uh we appreciate the hell out of you listeners and make sure you're following the hunt lift e podcast follow these fine gentlemen here give them a good old follow and a message if you got anything and uh well, yeah we'll catch you on the next one